Are you ready? Starting now? (laughs) (laughs) Now you just messed it up, you knob. It sounds like to me that our conversation is almost right on right on spot right now. So Yeah, it does. <laughs> right. Popular with the ladies. <laughs> Just to get used to that. A. Yeah, fucking A back at you. Yeah, right. totally. This is this is fucking explicit now. <laughs> ah, the explicit button. Let me use my finger. <sighs> It is time for another episode of Sober, Not Mature. And that episode starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sober, Not Mature. This time, live from Cleveland. Um, I'm actually in the in Mike's and uh, we're sitting in we're separated in separate rooms because we keep getting echoes if we try to sit in the same room. But uh, right. We're, <laughs> we are under the same roof, right? We are. You know, I, I actually have a extra rooms. It's one of the promises or something like that. <laughs> we we promise you uh, extra rooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's on page 165. Right. 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 All right. So a uh, couple of quick things. Uh, one of the reasons I'm here, and I know I posted it on Instagram, but uh, it is our anniversary weekend. So um, my anniversary. Did you post it, or post it? What's that? Did you post it or post it? I I did post it. If it sounded like posted, I probably boasted a little bit too, though. Probably a little bit. Probably a little bit, but uh, yeah. So Mike's anniversary was yesterday uh, on the 22nd, and my anniversary was on Monday, the 18th. So this has been a tradition of ours uh, pretty much every year. Uh, Pandemic year, we didn't get together because... Well, it was a pandemic, pandemic, right? Right. (laughs) It was a, it was a pandemic, but um, other than that, yeah, we always get together the, uh, at a minimum uh, for the weekend after, you know, both of us hit our anniversaries and hang out and do some stuff. And last night we hit a meeting uh, like we always do, got some coins. Also, I posted, not posted, but posted that (laughs) on on Instagram. Uh, But yeah, I got to see a couple of friends and hit a meeting like we always do and um, got a chance to announce our time which uh you know it's i suppose part of the egotist egotist in in both of us but the other thing too is the the point behind being able to announce time is uh, showing other people that it can be done and that can be done in a a continuous fashion for a number of years and you know by whatever grace there is out there uh, we've had the ability to do that for 12 years so Mm -hmm. that's where (laughs) i'm cut out on that one i said so good for us yeah, absolutely. Pats, pats on our backs. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, we did some running around today. We'll get into that in a couple of minutes, but I have our, our normal little update on, on our stats. Um, first of all, on Instagram, we have a total of 474 people following us um, as mm-hmm. of right now. Welcome. Um, yeah. Welcome everyone. And thanks everyone that's, uh, that's stuck around every, every once in a while, I still see that, uh, that, up and down type of thing. So somewhere along the way, we're, we must piss off a couple of people that are like, why am I following these guys? <laughs> right. So, and, and that's fine. Come and go. You know, if, if this is not for you, that's fine. Go find somebody else that, uh, that appeals to you more. And I know we don't, we don't appeal to everybody, but I'll tell you in a minute who we do appeal to. Um, mm. So with the, with the podcast so far, uh, as far as the number of plays, we hit 300, which is awesome. That was our goal. And the top episode 
Um, once again, it's the same one as it was last week. It's been episode number four. That's where Mike and I talk about our first 30 days. And, you know, I right. pop back into that. I actually pop back in and listen to that episode a week or so ago. And, and I, mean, I, I can see the appeal because we do talk about, especially if people are newly sober or have gone through. So there was a lot of struggles and things that we went through in that time. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. And I'm glad that people are, are getting something out of it. At least it seems like it. But the, right. the other cool part is the, the last episode that we had last week. And I think we posted that up on Saturday, right? So it's yeah, been, right. yeah, like seven days so far. And we've had 37 plays just on that brand new episode. And, and here's the, the interesting part, which I thought was, was kind of fun. And Mike and I were talking about this earlier. So our website itself, we're not really getting, a huge number of additional visits to the website, but we're getting more plays on, on the podcast, which tells me that either people are just going to, you know, whatever player you want to listen to, whether it be Spotify, which seems to be the, the most common. Again, we're available, um, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, uh, audible, Amazon music, iHeartRadio, tune in, uh, pretty much any, any of the normal places that you, that you can think of, or you can listen through the website but however if you want to hop on the website we're trying to do new things there uh we are continuing to talk to people about uh posting what they're doing you know on our sponsor page i was approached by two different people this week uh neither one of them actually three i talked to this week about uh possibly doing some sort of collaboration and what we're going to put them on our sponsor page we promote them they promote us uh that that same deal goes out to anyone else. As long as it's recovery rated or recovery related, um, go ahead and get a hold of me, um, get a hold of us. Right. And we'll go ahead and if you want, we'll do a, a quick read on the podcast. We'll put you on our sponsor page. The only thing that we ask, two things, it be related to recovery. That's, of course, number one. But on top of that, too, you mention us, we'll mention you. And we're, we're trying to build all this stuff together. So that's our, that's our whole point. But uh, keep it in mind, there have been, like I said, three people I've talked to that we're going to do that for, and we're more than happy to do it. And it is free. We're not looking to charge in anyone. So I want to make that really, really clear. Mm -hmm. um, other thing, demographics. Um, we still are popular with the ladies. The ladies. <laughs> exactly. So um, I'll give you the chance to tell me the percentage that we hit this week. Did we hit that magic number? I'm not sure what that magic number might be. But yes, you are. You know what it is. <laughs> 69. It is. Yep. Ladies, thank you very much. You, uh, <laughs> you, are now, you are now officially, swear to God, I will put a screenshot of it up there um, on Instagram. But, yes, 69% of our, of our listeners are women. Um, so, yes, that gives us something to have fun with for the next, I don't know, forever. Right. But, uh, <laughs> it was, I saw it. It was at, it was at 68% of like this. <laughs> and it was just, it was this morning that it hit uh, 69%. Now the 68, I still would have had a joke. If you heard, do you, you know the joke about what's a 68, right? Uh, go ahead and tell me. Okay. You do me and I'll owe you one. <laughs> <laughs> so for all you ladies, that's what you're paying for here. That type of humor. <laughs> That's right. right. And remember how exactly how much you're paying. 
Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100% free. So, but no, seriously, thank you for everyone that is listening and, um, you know, share it. If you, if you know other people, uh, follow us, get them to follow us on Instagram, have them listen to the podcast, uh, you know, share it with people, you know, if you think people are interested or, you know, if, like we said in one of the episodes, if you think it's terrible, let somebody know. People love listening to terrible things too. So Yes, they do. All right. So I got into town last night and we hit our meeting. Got to see some friends, got our coins, also got an opportunity to announce our time, which, you know, part of it is, uh, we joke about this sometimes, the, the egotistic part of our, our thing, it, it is, it's great, it feels good to stand up in front of people and be able to say, hey, look at me for a minute, but, <laughs> um, you know, the, the fun part, though, is that, uh, and what we've been told is, the reason that we do that, the reason that people do that, is to show other people that it can be done. It can be done uh, for a continuous number of years and, you know, by, by whatever grace is out there. Um, thankfully for Mike and I, it's been 12 years in a row. Right. So we've had, a, we've had an opportunity to not only experience this, but once again, get in front of people and, and show people that. Plus, you know, it just it is. It's a, it's a celebration. We look at this weekend as a, as a true celebration and we try to do it every year. Uh, we missed the last, no, last year I was here, but the year before, right. pandemic year, right. uh, which again, it was a pandemic. It was a pandemic. <laughs> that's, uh, there were that's, a few other things shut down too. <laughs> that's so I hear. Yeah, right. That's written in the appendices of the big book. If there's a worldwide pandemic, you're given a pass on, on getting to, get to a meeting on your anniversary. So. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so we had an opportunity today. Uh, and Mike had texted me earlier in the week. And then uh, we talked on, I think, Wednesday. And Yeah. Well, I texted you Wednesday. We talked on Thursday. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. God, I lost track of days. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't even know. What, it's Saturday today, I think. It is, is it? Sure. It I still is. So. <laughs> Till for a couple more hours, right? At least. So um, the idea was is that we, we usually go to Founders Day. And, and just to back up a little bit, if people aren't aware of what it is, um, AA was founded in Akron, Ohio, which is just a little bit south of where we're at now, 30, 40 minutes. Right. And we had an opportunity that the first year both of us were taken to Founders Day. I think we've talked about that. But from year uh, the next year on um, and forward, with the exception, again, the pandemic years, right. uh, we didn't get the Founders Day. And this year, I have, actually have an opportunity to babysit for my grandson, so I'm not going to be able to make it. And Mike said, hey, let's head down to Akron. Um, number one, go to Dr. Bob's house. Mm -hmm. uh, we took his daughter. We took his granddaughter. Uh, his girlfriend, Chris, came with us, so it was a whole afternoon. Uh, plus, got some food. But the thing of it was is that we also had a chance, and we wanted to. Both of us thought about it. The picture that we have right now for our podcast and on our website, the two of us kind of sitting back to back, that's on a rock outside of Dr. Bob's house. Yep. And that was our idea. Hey, let's recreate that picture, which we did. Mm -hmm. And by the time you guys are listening to this uh, episode, you're, it's already been changed. I got a couple other things I've got to update, but it's it's updated on our website, on Instagram, Facebook, um, our YouTube channel, which we don't do much there yet. Out there it's, on the interwebs. <laughs> it, is, it is out there. There's one or two more things I got to do. But um, my opinion, when I saw it, um, what did I say when I first saw the picture and I started <laughs> editing it? I believe the words badass were under <laughs> and you know what um i sat there like a 13 year old girl and I'm, sitting in, I'm sitting in the passenger seat of mike's car editing this picture i'm like 
this is this is fucking badass, man. And I'm like, look at this. He's driving it. I got it halfway up. Yeah, I know. He's holding it in front of my face while I'm driving 80 <laughs> miles an hour down the freeway. He had his eyes forward. So that's, that's, all, that's all that matters. But yes, I am a professional driver. He is. He's a, he is. I am a professional. He's like Rain Man. I'm an excellent driver. I am. <laughs> so, but it, it is. It's a, it's a cool picture, but it was, it was great to, to be able to do that. But we also got a chance in a non-Founders Day type of thing. Mm. So if you go to to a vacation destination off season that's basically what this was today right founders day is is mid-season everyone's there you're in and out uh, really quickly um but mike go ahead and explain i mean what we what we were allowed to enable to experience right. today. well yeah you know normally we've only been there on founders day um you know it's <laughs> it's a half hour drive down the road but I've, I've never taken the time to go experience it on an off day um on founders day it's you know there's a line around the block you get they shuttled a group of about uh 15 or so 20 people through um and they're just trying to move us through you know here's the house here's the typewriter here's the stuff this is where it all started um here's the coffee pot very important for alcoholics um <laughs> but today you know there was a there was a group of guys uh probably half a dozen of them or so standing on the corner clearly they were us um and uh there was a couple people sitting on the porch but that was it you know, um, so we got to go up and we went inside and uh, one of the dociates there, um, you know, said, hey, have you guys been here before? You know, we said yes. My daughter and granddaughter hadn't. Um, and so, you know, he said, do you want to take the tour? You want, to, want me to give you a, show you around the place? And we said, absolutely. Um, so it was nice. You know, we actually we spent what probably 50 minutes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was close to an hour we spent in Dr. Bob's today, which we've never done before. Um, I was very unaware that the attic in the house is finished. There's a bedroom <laughs> up there. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Um, and again, on Father's day, you don't get to go up there, but we got to go up. We got to go down into the basement. Um, if you've ever been there, the basement is also the garage. Um, when you're standing in line around the corner to get in on Founders Day, you know, you, they usually have the garage doors open because it's usually pretty hot. And, um, you know, so I've, I've stepped into the garage a few times, but we got, you know, the full tour. Um, it was great. It was just great. Um, the guy that showed us around, um, clearly one of us also, uh, you know, I, I learned a few things that I didn't know before. Right. Um, it was just, it was really nice. You know, my, my granddaughter and my daughter um, are both. Well, hopefully my granddaughter's a normie. You know, she's about to turn 14 <laughs> next month. So we'll see. Uh, but my daughter certainly is. And uh, she's she's done some stuff with Alan on, um, you know, but uh, because of me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, but my, my granddaughter is, uh, like I said, about to turn 14, but she's a really smart kid. And, uh, you know, she, she likes history. So that was enough. You know, plus, um, hopefully gave her a little bit more insight into, you know, what I do, this process that I've been going through for the last 12 years. Um, so that was cool. That was very cool. Got to share it with them. Um, yeah, Akron, Ohio. It was great. You know, we got, we took some pictures. We, uh, like Bill said, we, we recreated the picture we took 11 years ago on the rock out front. Um, we added it. We took a couple other pictures and then we went to a bar. <laughs> it's the truth we did uh there's this little hole in the wall bar in akron that my girlfriend and her daughter found several years ago that have the best hamburgers in the world um and so we went in there and we got some burgers and hung out drank some soft drinks and some iced tea and 
um, with the family. And it was, uh, it was great. You know? We yeah. Can... And if you, if you are on Instagram, I, I did post a picture of my hamburger ah. and every, every single <laughs> one of them, I mean, seriously, every single one of them looked that way. Right. And uh, his, his granddaughter said, how in the world am I going to take a bite out of this? And Mike's <laughs> girlfriend says, you're just going to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> how in the world am I going to stay sober? You're just going to do it. Right. How am I going to work this program? You're just going to do it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, I thought that was that was funny. But so here's the other thing. Like Mike said, this this gentleman and um, Dr. Bob's house, with the exception of, I think, what, Christmas and New Year's and, you know, some of the days right. like that. I mean, they're open, whatever it is, 300 and probably 63 or two or right. whatever. And like today they were open from uh, noon until three. And we got there like, yeah, like quarter after 10 after two. And mm-hmm. we were there until a little after three. So, yeah, it was it was almost an hour. But when the guy said that and to, in my head, I'm like, man, we can look around. And he started talking. And he kept talking. <laughs> he kept talking. And in my head, I'm like, when's this motherfucker going to shut up? <laughs> but but here's the thing. And here's here's part of the problem. Mike and I were talking about this on the way back is that that's me. In, mm-hmm. in some cases, I was just like, man, first of all, I was hungry. This probably wasn't wasn't the best part. But that's right. not even the excuse. I did not want to sit here and just listen to some dude ramble about things I'd already heard about. Mm-hmm. But there goes my lack of patience because we ended up, like Mike said, we, we got to see things we never saw before there hear things he gave us little these little tidbits of information we i mean he had us as a as a captive audience right so once again <laughs> all you had to do was wait right a little bit you know, <laughs> be patient and then um as mike said when we were walking out after i said that to him um you know he's like yeah more will be revealed which mm-hmm. yeah that's the that's the whole point i but, read that somewhere once yeah i did too once or, or twice <laughs> or, or whatever it was but yeah, we had a we had a great time and uh, the weather is beautiful today too so that was on top of that but yeah we got to wear our Sober, not mature t-shirts. Visit our gratuitous plug. <laughs> yes. It's, it's not even a, we're not even trying to be subtle. They're on our website. They are for sale. Mm-hmm. I may actually set up another promo code on there because I mean, we're not looking to profit on them. That would have expired. Oh, I'm sorry. It expires today. I think the yeah. promo code does, well, but I might extend that. Um, you know, so right now the promo code, if you guys are listening to this tonight, if you're interested, it's S O B R M A T. Um, so sober mat, basically S O B R M A T that what that did is that takes the, all the profit out of it for us. If you want one of the sober not mature t-shirts, uh, we've posted pictures. We posted pictures ourselves as of today. Um, one of our super fans, uh, you know, also posted one of the pictures. Mm-hmm. And so we got the female version up there too. Um, she looks far better in that shirt than either one of us, but right. uh, we still like them. But yeah, it was a, it was a great day. And uh, you know, now we came, you know, we came back. Well, here I'm going to get in trouble. Chris looks a lot better than us in it too. <laughs> I got her one. So, well, yeah, well, I, we were talking about that before. I can't talk like that. Yeah, you can. Yeah. She looks hot. I know yeah, she, she does. She looks, she looks good. Absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, so it was, it was a great thing, you know, so we, we wanted to, to wait to record this until um, we got back because of the fact that we wanted to be able to talk about it. And, um, I mean, it was everything that we expected, mm-hmm. you know, certainly expected it to be. Um, but yeah, if you ever get a chance, even if you're not, because there's a lot of people, I, I, well, I'm guessing there might be some people that listen to this that are not into whether it be 12 step program or AA or anything like that. Right. But if you get a chance to go down there, there's some history in there, I think, that applies to everyone, regardless of who you are and what you, you know, what type of path you follow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and these guys have, you know, obviously Bill and Bob helped a lot of people. Uh, they helped these two guys, you know, that are, that are talking to you right now. So it's, it's worth the trip. If you ever make it to Founders Day, it's a, it's a nice sober gathering. 
you know, so it's a, it's a lot of fun, but yeah. uh, so here's the uh, one thing that we learned about this, and this kind of leads into something I, I had written down as kind of a note to talk about, but the one thing I knew, so Dr. Bob's house uh, went in and out of their family um, over the years and went right. into private ownership. And one group that owned it was a motorcycle club. We knew about that. Did right. you know about the frat house? No, I didn't. Okay. So it's right down, it's close to Akron university, which is where founders day is. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that, Apparently, a fraternity had bought it out. So this guy said, he goes, well, clearly, you know, after um, uh, a group, an investment group got it back after right. a frat house and a motorcycle club. Right. He said it was uh, in slight disrepair. Yeah, a little beat up. <laughs> a little beat up. But but what made me think about it was, um, you know, I was thinking, okay, so this frat house, and I it reminded me this week, I was thinking about, uh, you know, again, anniversary week and all this sort of things. And I was thinking about the time that Mike and I spent in the, the sober house, or I'm sorry, the uh, three quarter house. Mm -hmm. And there, we could we could talk for probably episode upon episode about everything that, that happened there. Right. Um, but do you in well, again, stepping back. So we we're in regular dorms. We started working and then we get into what's called a three-quarter dorm in the sober living facility, which is the Keating Center, the rack. And then after that, usually what Marty uh, would try to do is move some of the guys out into these three-quarter houses. The whole point was to make more room for other guys to move through, right. you know, constant flow. So I remember getting home from work one day <clears throat> and everyone in our dorm, we had six people in our dorm, mm -hmm. uh, everyone had already been talked to. You know, right. and everyone already had roommates set up. And because basically at, at that point, eight guys were going over. Yeah. And we, you know, they already had like roommates set up. So, and again, Mike and I knew each other. We knew each other well at that point, right? Like, really well. We didn't have yeah. like, a super close relationship right. even I then. I mean, it was, you know, we're six months in. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, six months sober. So, um, so at this point now, it's Mike and pretty much Mike and I left. There was another, another guy that I was probably closer to at that point, Tom, you know, okay. than, than right. you. But Tom had already, you know, figured he was rooming with this person. And, you know, so I, I remember walking into the dorm uh, or into our room, our th uh, three-quarter dorm at the sober living facility and realizing what's all going on. We're all going to move over there. <laughs> right. You got to go. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, wait, we're all going over there. I'm like, who's rooming with who? And I, I turn to Tom and he's like, now nah, I'm rooming with this person. I'm like, I look over and literally Mike is the only person standing <laughs> at the other side of the, the dorm. In uh -huh. True story. And then Mike says these words to me. You remember what you said? Yeah, I said, you'll do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so picture this. I don't know this guy too well. Um, I mean, I, I, I know him, but I don't know him. But basically, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, I was just made this guy's prison bitch is pretty, yeah. pretty much what it came pretty down much. to. You know, so... His, his exact words, swear to God, you'll do. You'll do. And that's when we ended up moving into the into the three-quarter house. So, <laughs> And we did. We lived in a room together for yeah. a year, yeah. which was, uh, you know, interesting in and of itself. But, I mean, that's when we became really good friends. I mean, we mm -hmm. spent a lot of time together going to meetings, but clearly right. living together. Right. But we also learned to. No, literally sharing a bedroom in a house. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I'm not saying we just were in a house together. We shared a bedroom. Yeah. And it wasn't a real big bedroom either. No. <laughs> but, you know, we had things separated it was uh, it, we worked it out right we did absolutely um, and we were there for almost a year uh, mm -hmm. before that was shut down and it was turned back into a into a, a women's house right we um, tried to stay but they wouldn't let us <laughs> yeah they, they said we had to go yep um so yeah the the chicks were moving in and uh, apparently chicks didn't dig us as much back then as, <laughs> as, they, as they do now from the 69 percent. thank you once again thank you <laughs> but um 
anything like and Mike, anything right off the top of your head, I've got, I mean, I can think of a thousand stories probably that happened in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the good ones, some of the not so great ones, right. but um, anything that <laughs> sticks out, sticks right out. Your head. <laughs> well, the first one is we couldn't keep any spoons in the house. <laughs> uh. <laughs> again, absolute fact, absolute yeah. truth. It was a little difficult. We go into the kitchen and all the spoons are gone again. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, well, uh, back up a little bit. It was uh, it was uh, a split level up and down. It was two bedrooms upstairs and two bedrooms downstairs. So that was the original eight guys. Um, we knew that wasn't going to last and it didn't. Um, we, we hoped it would. Oh, yeah, we hoped it would. <laughs> um, and out of those eight guys, five of us are still sober i think so yeah you know it's michael and uncle frankie and you right. and me so that's four and right. um oh hell i think bob wright's still out there floating around somewhere oh, i just blew right. his head bob w uh, <laughs> 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 eh, he'll never hear this right oh uh, <laughs> yeah he's still sober too so that's at least five um but yeah you know and it, it was cool because we went over there. It was a new situation. We were the first guys to move in and um, Marty trusted us, you know, um, slowly he started moving more guys in. Um, there was an attic in the place and they started refinishing that there was clearly a basement. They started putting rooms down there, you know, some more guys were coming in, but he still gave us the freedom because he knew that the core of us there were serious, you know, and we weren't going to let anything too crazy happen. Uh, spoons aside. <laughs> You know, so um, it, it was it was it was it was truly transitional for us. Um, you know, we held each other accountable, but we we had freedom. You know, we were supposed to be back at 11 o'clock and 90 percent of the time we were. If we weren't, it was because we were out with other drunks talking about the program. Um, yeah, you know, it was it was it was what it was supposed to be, which isn't always the case. Um, in those situations, um, like I said, you know, they started moving more and more guys in. It started getting more and more out of control. And, um, you know, by the time he did switch it over to women, well, hell, we talked about it. I mean, <laughs> we should have left probably four months before we did. Right. Um, but we're drunks and we hate change and then mm-hmm. we're lazy. And we're so comfortable. we were comfortable right. and that's what we're all chasing all the time. So, um, you know. But yeah, <laughs> and uh, well, uh, you know, talk a little bit about uh, you know what happened at the end there, how how much time we actually had right. to uh, situate ourselves transitioning. Yeah, and uh, um, yeah, let me. Uh, I thought about one thing where you were talking, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll get to that because yeah, that was interesting. But so one of the other parts in in one of the the trust items or one of the items of trust that Marty gave us was, and this was a, again, the unwritten rule when, when you're in the sober living facility, but then it, it, you're still under the Keating center umbrella when you're in the three quarter house. So there's rules. I mean, clearly drinking or using, you get kicked out, Mm. but we were tasked or given the task of, if we, we came across that, we had a conversation, but then we had to let Marty know and the guy, the guy had to go, you know, so I don't even know how many times that happened, but (laughs) there was, there was a a couple, yeah, there was a couple of times when um, actually, uh, you know, EMTs had to be mm-hmm. be called to, to carry out people, um, you know, because they had they were too drunk to even get out get down the stairs. I remember walking uh, walking in one one day. I was walking in the front door, and um, this uh, one of the guys who was staying there was doing some work on uh, on the outside, doing something. And I, I you know talking to him for a couple minutes, and I saw his eyes, and I knew him well enough. I'm like, 
I'm like, dude, you're, are you drunk or using or something? I mean, he's, and he, he was honest with me. He went out, he had a few beers with some people and ended up with a needle in his arm. You know, mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I told him, I said, you know what you got to do. And he's like, ah, he goes, I know. And I said, no, I'm serious. Um, I said, if you don't, if you don't make the phone call, I will. And right. I said, you know, I have to, I don't want to, but I have to. So do it, you know, or, or I'm going to. And I mean, uh, these, these guys, all of us were around the same, you know, worst case, when we moved out of there, we were a year and what, six months sober? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, we, it's not like, well, no, almost, well, yeah, it was a year and six months. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause we were there for 11 months. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, it's not like we were, we had a, a super amount of, of long-term sobriety there, but I mean, we had that, we had that trust from him, but it was also that understanding we had to take care of that business, which is, which is difficult. Right. You know, but that, that happened on a number of different occasions. Remember the guy called crawling in the window <laughs> to get back in? Yeah. Yeah. We had one of the guys, um, uh, he was trying to get back in the house. Uh, he had, he had been using and it was out and I remember it was rainy and we didn't know where he went. And we looked at one of the bedrooms. He crawled in the bedroom. He was hiding in a closet. Uh-huh. I mean, things you see on like movies and TV shows. I mean, some of the stuff we actually lived through, right. You know, but, but the whole point is through all of that, we stayed sober, right. You know, yep. so, and it was, it wasn't easy, but we had to make that decision. It's like, we got to do this. We don't want to, as far as these other guys were, were concerned, but we did it because it's like, man, we're staying sober. Right. Um, things were stolen. Had a TV stolen from right. one, of the, one of our buddies. Had his TV stolen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know things like that. It's just all the things you hear about. You know happen. But so the yeah the 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 ending of that whole thing. <laughs> I don't remember if it was a phone call or if Marty came and talked to us. But it doesn't even matter now. Yeah. That part's a blur. Right. But <clears throat> basically, it's like he's like, okay, we're turning it back over to a to a you know giving it back over to the women. Um, so you guys gotta you guys gotta move. We're like, okay, you know, we're thinking, you know. In, in the real world, you get 60 days notice. Sure, at least, right? at least 30. <laughs> we had uh, three weeks. Uh, closer to two. Was it really? Yeah. <laughs> it was, maybe, I was, maybe I was dreaming about the three. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, call it two and a half. Let's split the difference sure. just in case. It was not a lot of time. No. So, we're scrambling. We're moving around. We're checking out, you know, different things. We're like, everything. Now, to be fair, Marty said we could move back <clears> to the rock. Right. We politely declined. We did. We did. So, um, and that that's the other, that's like the the other part of the story too. So we're doing all these different things. And um, at the time, my, my mom lived about a half hour South and, you know, she said, worst case scenario, you can, you guys can hang with me, mm-hmm. you know, if, until you find a place. So we, we had a place to go, but it would not, it would have been more convenient for me based on where I was working. Right. But as it turned out, your car died. Yes, it did. So it would not have been convenient for, for Mike. Because I had one of those quality vehicles that you get <laughs> when you're just barely a year sober. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, uh, it, it ran until it didn't run and it then did. it killed on you on the freeway yes it? it did yeah which uh you know both of us were kind of joking about it at that time you're like man could you imagine if this would have happened to you two years ago i mean you would have been loaded you know <laughs> right so, but yeah so we had this uh this i mean call it two and a half weeks to to get out and super stressful you know yep. and something we weren't prepared for but as it turned out it was it I don't turned know, out we were sort of prepared for it right <laughs> but it was it was amber right Amber, yeah, yeah the, amber's landlord yeah so um uh, mike's daughter amber um had ended up talking to the landlord whatever it was so we ended up getting uh in quickly mm-hmm. we ended up getting uh being able to rent this upper of a of a house a two-bedroom upper of a house yeah it was converted attic speaking of addicts it's yeah. a theme today exactly and and honestly 
it wasn't um, probably wasn't the ideal place that we might have been looking for, but it was pretty nice. It was, I mean, actually, quite frankly, perfect for us. Yeah, it was two huge bedrooms, a little tiny kitchen, a little tiny living room, and a little tiny bathroom. But two huge bedrooms, right? Which is what we needed, right? But not necessarily what we were maybe in. Well, me, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it was, and Mike and I were just talking about this on the way back from uh, from Akron today. That you know, he's been my with things like this. I get I get these big thoughts and these big ideas, and mm. uh, we looked at a couple of different places and things that were way right. overpriced. It would have right. been beautiful places to live, sure. in, but way out of our price range. Right. And he's like, "No, we're not doing that." I'm like, "Come on, man, we can do this. Right. Which, we can do this. We can do that. We can do this." Yeah, you like to eat? Well, give. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which we we couldn't do it. So I mean, yeah. His, the, the voice of reason there was was Mike. And yeah, it was. It was perfect for us, but it wasn't necessarily we weren't seeking that right away. No. We got we got exactly what it was great. Yeah, we got what we needed. Yeah. So I mean, I was there for a couple of years, and then you stayed right. for another year after. Mm, uh, not even you? quite that long. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, and uh <laughs> again, things falling in your path when you're doing the right thing. So Bill moved back to Wisconsin and um I stayed there, you know, because why would I leave? And um, it was cheap and it was, you know, now I had extra room. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there was a problem with the plumbing. And apparently it turned out that uh, the house wasn't zoned for three residents. Well, you remember when we first moved in, we didn't have electricity right. for the first almost month. Right. Because um, they couldn't get it turned on. We were running an extension cord <laughs> from, <laughs> from a light socket down in the hallway on the second floor. Yeah, um, and the motherfucker down below kept unplugging it. And kept turning the light off. Yeah, turning the light off. That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so it turned out it wasn't zoned and they didn't want to put any more money into it because, yeah. So anyway, the landlord came to me and he said, well, look, um, we don't want to put any more money into this unit, but we've got a little house um, a couple of miles away. I'll charge you 50 more, 50 more bucks a month to have it. It was a little house, but it was perfect for me. And I ended up living there for six years, which I was thinking about this the other day. It's actually, I have never lived anywhere in my life longer than I lived in that little house. <laughs> Seriously. You know, because I, I talked about, if you listen to past episodes, my mom moved around a lot. And then um, I continued that tradition through my adult life. Um, I never, ever in my life lived one place for six years. But I was sober and I was stable and I lived in this place for six years and I didn't move out until I bought a house, which we're sitting in right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, now uh, and you're going to hear if you guys uh, heard at the beginning of the episode, if you're any type of technical things, we were we were fighting with this to start out with. So what we're what we're doing <laughs> right now, we're actually uh, um, we're sitting in front. We're sitting literally sitting next to each other talking yeah. into into Mike's mic. Right. Um, headphones are down, uh, so we're hoping that this is actually recording well, quite yeah. honestly. But uh, it seems like it is. But yeah, I mean, we're we're if this it kind of feels like we're in the studio right now, right? Which is, which is kind of funny, but um, but yeah. So <clears throat> in when I think it was when we well, I had to be, I'm trying to think years. By the time when we were seven years sober, at that point, I remember telling Mike. Certainly, it was by eight years, but mm -hmm. I think it was seven. Thinking back, at that point. Seven years sober for me was the longest that I had committed to anything. Right. <laughs> now, I never owned a car for seven years. Nope. never lived anywhere for seven years. Nope. Both of my, my marriages didn't last longer than seven years. Right. <laughs> so this is the only thing so far in my life that I'm really good at. Yep. You know, but at least at least up to, up to this point, or at least from a long-term standpoint. Uh -huh. You know, I, can, uh, I, I had a job. 
for nine years, but I beat that now too. So, right. you know, just, uh, just kind of funny when, when you talk about, yeah, being and never living someplace for, for that amount of time, right. and, you know, it's like, why? And the same thing with cars, I get impatient. So it's every, mm. every three years or so. I mean, I, I want a new, a new vehicle, but, uh, but yeah, the three quarter house, man, well, there'll probably be other stories that'll come up, but it there was, will. um, it was a, I honestly, it was a good experience. I, I remember how, just when we were all moving over there, that, that first night that we all moved in, mm. uh, it was a late night for me at work, so I didn't get there till later. I had to stop over at the, the Keating Center. I mean, our dorm's fucking empty. Right. And I'm just grabbing my stuff and going over there. But it was it was kind of like you you when you first move into your first apartment, that's what it felt like. Right. Just a couple of guys. I mean, a bunch of guys hanging out. Uh, it was great, you know, and we all had that, again, that that sense of freedom and, and all those things. We weren't in around 40 other guys you know, right. at that point. So it was, it was great. We had a, we had a lot of fun there and um, a lot of, I, well, I know for a fact, I mean, a good part of the base that, that Mike and I have right now happened during that time that we were in that, oh, yeah. you know, in that house. And, and a lot of it happened to be, you know, that's when our relationship grew just between he and I and the trust that we have for each other, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and all those sort of things. So it was, it's, uh, it was a great time, but um, you know, we're, <laughs> we're certainly glad to get out of it. <laughs> that's for sure. Now, yes. So here's the other thing that two more things popped into my, into my head this week. And Mike, you and I have talked about one of them before, but the other one, and I don't even know why. Oh, I know what it was. I was listening to uh, the podcast that I listened to on the way home from work one night. Yeah. And they were talking about this, uh, this chick that they were interviewing. She was a blackout drinker, which I mean, so was I, well, a lot of people, uh, you know, I, I think were, uh, but I, I was and it. I don't know why the thought came into my head, but I'm like, God, do I remember which is kind of a weird way to, to put this. Do I remember the first time I blacked out? <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, a blackout is you don't remember, but right. I do remember the incident. Do you remember like waking up or coming to after your first blackout and what, what happened? Uh, or maybe even a significant one. I mean, you know, I started doing that shit in high school. So, um, and again, you know, as often and whenever I was availed to the chance to do it. So, um, <laughs> you know, no, not, not really. Not really. I mean, yeah, there were times, again, I was probably 15, 16 years old in there, you know, uh, waking up at home, not knowing how I got there and not caring. Right. I made it home. Fuck it. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Let's do it again. So I went to I went to one year of, uh, of college at UWM, which is University of uh, Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Uh, quite honestly, I only, I only went because that's what I thought. Um, <clears throat> I thought what I was supposed to, that's what I was supposed to do. My sister went to school. She's two years older than me. She went to a, um, a, a nice school, Ivy league type school. Um, you know, and she had always gotten straight A's, uh, all that stuff doesn't really matter. I applied to one school that I knew I could get into and I should go to a school in the Northwest. I think yeah, in the Northwestern, <laughs> yeah, they have, they have like wildcats or something like that mm. around there. But yeah, my my sister's kind of a kind of a brainiac. I hope she doesn't take that to, to heart because they the old joke and, and she'll remember this. I used to tell her, I'm like, you're super smart, but I said, drop the two of us in the woods. I said, you're gonna die. I'm getting out. <laughs> and, and she actually agreed to me, which kind of floored me. Right, proves she's smart. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, so I went to one year of college and um, <clears throat> two things. We moved in, of course, uh, Labor Day weekend, which is a lot of times when the you know kids kids move in, and our parents helped us. And it was me, and I roomed with a guy from high school. Another guy from high school was in our suite. Um, a handful of other guys who were really close friends with went to school. And so we moved in on on a Saturday, and we didn't have school on Monday because of the holiday, because of Labor Day. Start classes on Tuesday, and this is funny because right, these are two things that I remember. First of all, as a group, 
And we didn't have drinking problems at this point. Mm. But as a group, we're like, yeah, we're going to just lay back this weekend. We're not going to drink. We drank Saturday night. We drank Sunday night. And I'm not shitting you. I, I don't think the I don't think our parents were out of eyesight <laughs> before we were before we were walking to the liquor store, you know. And and we <laughs> I was going to say looking at their tailpipe through the bottom of a beer bottle, but all yeah, right, it was, it was close. We did have to go. We did have to go buy. We had to go buy beer, but uh, so the. There was a, also a bar on campus that every one of us had fake ideas we, or ideas. We were all underage at the time, but there was a couple of places we knew we could get into. And this uh, this place right across from campus, pretty easy to get into. All the college kids were there, um, or a lot, all full of college kids. And they used to have like drink specials certain nights. And this was a, I'm pretty sure it was a Wednesday. And the only reason I remember that is I just, there was like this middle of the week and we probably shouldn't have been going out on a Wednesday anyhow, but we did. Um, but so Thursday night was always a big night there because it's more of a commuter school, but sometimes people went out on Wednesdays, right. this was a Wednesday. So me and my roommate, uh, we went down to the liquor store and we each got a six pack of Moosehead, which is obviously a stronger beer to begin with. And back in those days, and Mike and I, it's, it's and I'm 53, he's 55, you know, it's, we, there was no such thing as pre-gaming. You know, we, right. nobody called it pre-gaming. Nah. We, just, we just drank before we went out because we drank before we went out. Right. So that's what we did. Um, you know, and there was no such thing as a term day drinking. If you were drinking, you were drinking. It did nothing to do with. <laughs> we, right. What we, time is it? Who cares? Right. We're like, oh, let's go day drinking. No, we're just like. Five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. Let's go drink. So we each drank six, all six of the mooseheads. And, and at that point, I mean, I'm thin now, but I was even thinner then. Um, so my buddy was, I mean, almost like. A clone of me body size so we each drank six of those and the the special at the bar that night it was it was kind of like a long island iced tea but a mix of six or seven types of alcohol called them cmfs which mm-hmm. was a california motherfucker nice and basically what that what that was, um again it was like six different or seven different types of alcohol and honestly if you went there and you didn't drink anything before, and I mean anything, a couple of them will get you buzzed up. Mm-hmm. So again, we drank six moose heads and we each drank three of those that night. Now, I remember a couple of things. I remember um, joking around with him about something and I took his seat or something like that. And he's like, if you don't take my, or get out of my seat. I'm like, I'm not going to get out of your seat. And he's like, if you don't, if you don't get out of my seat, I'm going to spit part of my drink on you. And I didn't. So he did. I had a white t-shirt on and like stonewashed jeans. It was the eighties. Classy. Yep. I got, even got some in my mullet because I did have a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, <clears throat> that's like one of the last things I remember. So clearly a blackout, but from there, I don't know how many blocks, but it was a walk back to the dorm. Right. So I woke up in the morning. I was still in, in my t-shirt, my jeans, but in my tie, it was in my in mullet. mullet, in my mullet, my mullet was still on. And, <laughs> and I woke up and, and I, I got out of bed and I'm, I'm covered head to toe with this red <laughs> speckles from everything. And again, white t-shirt and stonewashed jeans, mm-hmm. looking sharp, but now I'll cover with that. But I don't know how I get back to my dorm. I right. don't. And that's the first time that I remember. I don't know if that's the first time it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't the last right. <clears throat> by any stretch, but that's the first time that I remembered. And the reason I, in, and again, in thinking about that, I'm like, at, at the time, I never would have thought that would have been, and I didn't think that was problematic. It just is what it is. Right. College, everyone was doing it, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, I don't, 
I don't second guess anything. I don't can't look back and like, ooh, I wish I would have figured it out then. Yes. But was that a step in that direction? Who knows? And I'm not saying that that's what you're doing or that's what you did that you're going to be. Um, but it just kind of blew my mind because it's. Uh, I mean, I, I drank like that at, at 17 years old. Right. You know, and I continued doing it. Never thought twice about it. Mm -hmm. But who knows? I mean, I'm, I'm in in Milwaukee. I don't know where I walked from. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean that that's the other thing too. It's not a dangerous neighborhood, but it's you know anything could happen. So yeah. Oh, it was yeah. just it was weird. It was one of those things that um, I don't know. I I can't I can't remember any other ones specific, but that's the one that, that really stuck out. And the other thing that came to mind was um, how hard we worked at drinking because that's the other thing that came up on one of the podcasts but you and i had talked about this mm -hmm. i was back when i first moved back to wisconsin i came out um <clears throat> i was in madison but my i went out to the milwaukee area. i was out there at one of our offices the company i work for so they put me up at a hotel there and my son had football practice and i remember went to work had to go back to the hotel drive up to his practice we went to dinner and i drove back to the hotel mm -hmm. so in that time frame that drive from the hotel to where he was uh, in Germantown, where he was for his practice, and then going to get dinner and coming back. Um, and that, that had been like the first time I'd been around that Milwaukee area in in a while, you know, mm -hmm. that path. And I remember texting Mike later on that night, and I said, you won't believe this. I said, in that 20-minute drive there and then 20-minute drive back, I said, uh, I, I counted like, I don't know, it was like seven, ten, nine liquor stores. Mm -hmm. Two things. I noticed every one of them, and there were all stores that I used to go to along this path. I knew where liquor stores were everywhere. Right. But I remember texting him and I'm like, I'm like, man, I ran across and I noticed number one, but I ran across like nine or 10 liquor stores. And I'm like, I just can't believe all these places I used to go. Do you remember what you said to me? I don't. <laughs> you said uh, he texted back and this is Mike. Michael just texts back a few words and then it, mm -hmm. he's done. Yeah. But he said, enjoy the freedom. Right. And, and I'm, <laughs> there's little things like this. And I, I, I say this all the time that these, He's had a, a, an extreme influence on me in a lot of ways. And a lot of times it's been, I complicate things far more than he does. Mm. And I know I do. But a lot of times he has that ability, uh, which I appreciate, to see through and just, just the basics. And I didn't think of it that way. I was just like, this is crazy. Why do I notice all these liquor stores? And he's just like, <laughs> enjoy the freedom. I'm like, right. damn, right. Yeah. Because, I mean. Got to drive past them. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I didn't have to worry about, did I, you know, did I stop at that right. yesterday? You know, right. Exactly. So did you have, and I know in your story, we know what your end, you know, was. Right. But let's say in the middle part of your. Of, oh, rotating stores to. Yeah. yeah. Well, what was your, how, how hard did you work to, to stay drunk? You know? Oh yeah. That very, you know, oh yeah, sure. Of course. You know, uh, I can't go to that store. I went to that store yesterday. I got to go to this store. Yeah. That's, that's pretty common. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean. I talk about when I do groups and stuff, I tell the guys, because most of the guys at the, when I go do group, you know, most of them are drug addicts and I certainly was too. Um, you know, and I say, Hey man, you know, the last five, six, seven years I was out there unless drugs were handed to me on a silver platter. I didn't do them because being a drug addict is way harder than walking to the corner and getting what I needed cheap and legally, you know? Um, I mean, I, I was a heroin addict for a, a solid year at one point in my life. Um, I chipped before and after, but, um, you know, hardcore on the streets doing it. And that is hard work. Um, I, and, and I have to remind myself of that all the time. You know, this, this thing that we have to do to stay sober today is far easier than that other life. It is. 
um, you know, and the drinking and all of it. This is the easier, softer way. I'll always say that um, I've got to spend, I mean, total really an hour and a half. That's, that's a busy day working on my recovery. You know, um, when I was, when I was out there, I spent, you know, 16 hours, 17 hours, <laughs> man, you know, uh, <laughs> I work long days. I work 13 hour days, sometimes 14 hour days. And that's still not as much as I was spending trying to stay high, you know, trying to stay drunk, man. Um, this is easier. I'll take the hour and a half on a busy day for recovery. You know, sometimes total is a half hour. You know, between meditations and prayers and, and just, you know, being conscious of being a good boy and doing the next right thing, because I do have to think about that. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to tell about what today is. Yeah, what today. I, I, yeah. <laughs> so we're in Dr. Bob's house, right? And um, there's lots of cool stuff in there. You know, um, the house that we're sitting in right now is 103 years old. I like old stuff. I do. And uh, we're, we're walking down the basement and Bill and I were the girls, the guide and the girls were before us walking down into the basement. We're walking past these pegs and there's old timey hats and there's this really cool fedora <laughs> hanging there. And I reached for it and I looked at Bill and I just went, mm, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I do. That's where my brain goes. That's a cool hat. I want it. That should be mine. Of course, I left it because I'm a thief that doesn't steal anymore. <laughs> But, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's his thought. At, at twelve years and one day sober, yep. he almost he almost stole Doctor Bob's fedora. <laughs> yeah, goddamn right. <laughs> which, which is great. I, that's I, cool. I like it. I want it. I'm gonna take it. Yeah. So that yeah. So we both just looked at each other when we were when we were uh, talking about that. But uh, but yeah. So and in the same thing, like you said, an hour and a half a day is a busy day. So mm -hmm. I get up specifically early so I can do the same thing, my reading and, and my prayers. Mm -hmm. And probably from the time I get up to the time I'm, it, I probably spend a half hour in the morning doing that. Right. Um, probably maybe five or 10 minutes at night just doing my prayers before right. I go to bed. Well, And again, sometimes depending on how messed up my day is, if I got <laughs> stuff to really settle in my head so right. I can process. Sleep. Right, process. But then I listen to a podcast on the way home. So mm -hmm. I, I can count that as 30 minutes, but sure. I'm not going out of my way. I'm in my car. I have to drive home anyhow. Right. And I just happen to play that rather than, you know, I don't know, Stink Fist by Tool. <laughs> Which, <laughs> and I like that song. <laughs> I, I would be more than happy to put that on repeat. Well, what about a Christmas song? <laughs> Christmas song? Cake and Sodomy by Marilyn Manson. Cake and Sodomy. Another story. We would have to get our yeah our uh, our normie cousin. Uh, that's a that's that's a whole another story. But yeah, I, I was going to read the lyrics to that uh, at, for the prayer at Christmas dinner one right. year when he was a, when he was a youngster and wasn't supposed to have the CD. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we did read it off for one Christmas. We did. Yeah, when when Mike was here. Five, five, I, I, you know what? I think it got uploaded to uh, Facebook or something. I it think it might be. Yeah, there might be video of it. Out it's there. out there somewhere. If there is, we'll have to we'll have to look for it. <laughs> so. But so to, to his point about different liquor stores, and that's what made me think about that. Mm -hmm. I, I did the same thing. So where I lived in Menominee Falls, there was a couple of grocery stores, a couple of liquor stores, and then one to the to the south of town. But there was five different liquor stores that I used to go to. And I had I, the 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 delusion, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, that's it. The delusion of thinking. Not probably. That, yeah, that these people didn't know. Because at, at the end, especially for, I don't know how much time it was, but for a while, I'm buying a 30-pack of beer every two days plus a monstrous bottle of whiskey mm -hmm. every two days. You know, so 
every six days or every seven days, I'm in the same store, you right. know, or even every whatever eight days, it doesn't right. matter. I'm buying the same thing. So I, I think that they didn't know me. Now I go to uh, the same place to get my haircut every week. Mm-hmm. I walk in, they know my name. Right. Now, I've been going there for a while, you know, but they know my name. The place I pick up my pizza, it's a chain restaurant. But after about three weeks of doing it, they had my pizza ready for it. Hey, Bill, get it up. I'll right. have it ready in a minute. Mm-hmm. And so I had it, one of the stores I used to go to, um, the one of the stores the, to buy liquor from, but I also went to that grocery store. Right. I walked in there um, for one company I was working with. So it was a business situation. I ended up talking to the, like one of the managers. They're like, you know, you used to live around here, didn't you? <laughs> I hadn't seen that dude, I swear to God, in like seven years. Right. And he remembered me. Mm-hmm. So the thing of it is the the amount of work that we go through, you know, trying to, do I have to buy beer in the morning because it's time we've got to work late? And what is this? Am I going to have this? Mm-hmm. And I never, I was never one of those people that woke up and didn't have booze in the house. I, right. That never happened. I never ran out of coffee and I never used to run out of liquor <laughs> or booze. <laughs> no, never. Right. You know, so, but yeah, to, to Mike's point, the, this is the, this is the easier, softer way, mm-hmm. the, the work that any of us, and they, and they talk about this in meetings, they talk about it, any type of recovery you're, you're in, I would hope at some point that they would talk about that because it's hugely important if we realize, everyone always says, put as much work in, you know, to your recovery as you did to, to drink it. <laughs> and now that we have lives, I'm not going to say it's not possible, but it would be right. hard. Right. It'd be hard for me to do all those things I did. It was hard as it was. I, I wouldn't want to. Right. I, I wouldn't want to either. <laughs> right. I'm not burning that many calories on anything anymore. <clears throat> I, I spread it out, man. You know, I, I want to have a full life. You know, I want to spend time with my, my kid and my grandkid. I want to spend time with my girlfriend. I want to spend time with my friends, you know. I want to work and make money. I want to lay on my couch and watch my cable TV. You know, I, I, I want to spread it out, man. I don't want to spend, I don't want to be that focused on any one thing anymore. You know, that's the obsession. And I don't want to be obsessed with anything anymore. I don't, including recovery. You know, it's a part of my life. It's a part of everything that I do every day, but I'm not obsessed with anything anymore and that's the freedom enjoy your freedom <laughs> and you know what our sponsor and the, the we mentioned this before but we had the same guy that sponsored us um for a little while and he used to tell us because and i remember there was um something i wanted to go do and i was going to miss a meeting or whatever it was and, right. and i was talking to him about it and i remember him saying to me he said he goes we don't we don't get sober to spend 100 percent of our lives um you know thinking and doing recovery he said we get sober to do these things to spend time with our family with mm-hmm. our girlfriends with our grandkids with our children whatever it is right you know so that's important and it's okay i mean if you've got a foundation in there if, if everything's you know okay if you're spiritually fit right right you know, if you're doing if you're doing the right shit every day it's okay um, for, for it's important. It is. To I have a life. It's important. I, you know, it reminds me of Phyllis, who was one of the founders of the Keating Center. Um, you know, some guy, we'd been sitting in groups all day and doing the thing and getting it rammed on our throats because we needed it, <laughs> you know, being brainwashed because our brains needed to be washed. And, um, you know, some guy would, I remember, some guy would be like, okay, well, now I'm going back. I'm taking the big book and going back to my bunk and reading the big book. And she would say, no, don't you dare do that. You go back there and you read a regular book. You go back there and listen to the radio. You go back there and just relax, you know, decompress a little bit. Cause it isn't, it isn't, we can't constantly do anything. You know, that's what I've learned through this program. 
doing one thing all of the time is going to fuck you up, whether it's booze or dope or sex or work or anything, eating. Sex? Yeah, sex too. Damn it. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought that was the... That was like the, <coughs> the one exception, right? Now, now nah, okay. nah, we got to so do some other stuff too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not to put it down, you know, it's right. got its place, right? It, uh-huh. it certainly does. Um, okay, so one other thing that I heard this week that I wanted to, and it was a, a quote that I heard, and I wanted to get your opinion on it. All right. A drunk man's words are a sober man's thoughts. So again, a drunk man's words are a sober man's thoughts. I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> and you know what? That's why I read it twice. Because honestly, when I, when I read it, I read it like three, four times. And I think what it what it means and what it's trying to say is that what we what we said when we were drunk, mm-hmm. obviously inhibitions being loosened up and everything sure. like that, was what we really felt. It just happened to come out because our all of our you know inhibitions were down. Mm. So if you hate somebody, your your hate words are going to come out when you're drunk, right? You know, or if you are lying about something, it's going to come out. Yeah. So things that you had in your head, and it just it made me think about that. So I want to get your opinion. I mean, I have thoughts on it, but uh, right. Um. I mean, I can sort of see it. You know, um, looking at that fedora. You know, that was my <laughs> thought. If, you now, were drunk, if, if you I were was drunk, drunk, I'd have taken that son of a bitch. Yes. Oh, hell yeah, I'd be wearing it right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I guess, but it's it's a stretch, you know. Um, no, my, my, my drunk words are, um, are not my thoughts today. You know, I was, I was, um, I like to hurt people with my tongue. I right. did when I was drunk. Um, it made me feel better. And um, that is absolutely not part of my life today. Right. You know, I, I, the, the last thing I want to do is hurt anybody. Um, and if I do, it makes me feel like shit. So, um, no. <laughs> well, and you know, the, the cool part is, well, well two things. The, the non-cool part is I, it made me think of a couple of times when I was drunk mm-hmm. that I said things, uh, whether it be my ex-wife or a family member right. or something like that, that after the fact, this is a true story. Mm-hmm. I used to, when my when my ex and I, my son's mom and I were married, we'd get in these fights when both of us were drinking and mm-hmm. we both would get bigger mouths on us. Sure. I mean, I had I had a problem with it. She's a normie. Right. I'm, I'm not. But there were certain times when we were getting fights and I worked at home at that time. I worked remotely. So I had a desk area downstairs on numerous occasions. We get in a fight and I thought she was wrong. And I swear <laughs> to God, I would run downstairs and I'd make a note of what we fought. About. <laughs> I'd make a note of why I was right. Cause I knew I wouldn't remember it. <laughs> I, I don't know if I read clearly. I never told you. That. <laughs> no. And, and I and clearly, I believe you. Right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but the other thing too, is I know that there was, there was shit that came out of my mouth when I was mm-hmm. drunk that I never would have said sober, even if right. I felt it. Right. But like t- today, and I think about, you know, when people get put under for any type of surgery, they get the relaxant, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and if that happened to me now, I'm not afraid of what I might say, yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. which was the other thing I thought about, which was, which was kind of fun. But um, last thing that, uh, that I thought about, and uh, I was, when I was at uh, mom's last weekend, you know, we were talking about some different things. And I was telling her how you're, you know, how you close out the, the show and stuff like right. that. And, and she's like, she's like, you know, the, because obviously you see you're saying fuck you right but so um she's like she's like i don't like that and i'm like, <laughs> like you don't like what the swearing she's like I, she's like everyone's everyone uses the word fuck these days and i'm like <laughs> and i said well you're probably not going to like what we talk about because i said we we do swear a lot so mm-hmm. um 
Mom, we're, we're fucking sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking A, Mom. <laughs> yeah, fucking A, Mom. We're sorry. <laughs> There's a reason that it's an explicit, the explicit button is marked on That's every right. single episode. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe, though, uh, there's, I had some other things written down. One of the things I, we want to talk about, and it was brought up today at, at Dr. Bob's house, but we don't have time to talk about it today, is that the four absolutes, mm. um, maybe next episode we could dive into it because yeah. I think it's important. Yeah. Um, especially for people who are, even if you're newly sober or, I would say even specifically, if you're not part of a 12-step program, it's mm-hmm. a good base. You know, mm-hmm. for people to, right. to live by. So if if you want, hell do a little homework. Look up uh, look up the four absolutes. Google that shit. <laughs> it's it is on Google because I looked it up plenty of times <laughs> to print off for people. Right. Um, but yeah, hopefully, uh hopefully I think we covered everything and well, we're hoping everything on here sounds okay. We'll listen to it after we're done. But mm-hmm. wingman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids. Thanks for listening to another episode of Sober Not Mature. Stay sober this week. Be nice to the people around you. Come back next week. And for now, fuck off. <laughs> All right, man. As always, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I love you, brother. Love you, too. All See right, you all next week. Bye. Bye. As always, thank you for listening to another episode of Sober, Not Mature. To access all of our content and interact with us, please visit our website, SoberNotMature.com. Thank you again for listening, and we will talk to you soon.